make sure it doesn't. Uh, yeah. I know it says we're live on YouTube. Oh, there you go. YouTube doesn't say that yet, but it says we're live on YouTube. So we'll say we'll we'll uh, we'll believe what it's saying. So red square right there in the corner says live. Yeah. I'm just gonna make but it must yeah. be a red square in the other corner that says leave, but I'm not gonna press that button. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So we can officially oh yeah, I get a notification saying it's live now. Oh there you go. There you go. <laughs> so I love the t-shirt. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. <laughs> you rocking the coffee cup, Rob? Normally, you are. Rob's normally got the coffee cup. There hey. you go. <laughs> We're logoed up. And we used to do jujitsu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the days. Now we just talk about it. Yeah. And do music with So, Pete. Yes. Really, really official. Have you pressed record? Do you have, have you? Yeah, no, we're all going. Yeah. Is, um, is, what's it? Are you actually recording the, the Zoom as well? Do you do that anymore? No, what I've done is I've started doing the YouTube live and then I've started converting the file because it converts to an MP4. So then we can use it on Spotify. Ah, uh, cool. So, uh, really so complicated. I'm just going to sit here for a minute and, and let, hold on, we've got to let Pete do his um his professional introduction because this is like the highlight for me. Oh. <laughs> is that because you don't have to say anything? Yeah, just come on. <laughs> right, we'll do our professional introduction. So tonight on the podcast, we have Haldor, who is the head instructor and owner of Five Aces Jiu-Jitsu and Black Belt under Master Pedro Sao. There you go. <laughs> it's a professional introduction. It's like being famous. That's when the professionalism stops. That's it. Done. There you go. <laughs> Howdle's watched enough of these to know that's it. Done. Ah, <laughs> oh, let Dave Porter online as well saying hello. Oh, nice. Dave. Cool. Mr. Porter. I'm not joking when I said I'm not asking the questions tonight, Pete. <laughs> we can, we, we'll just have a silent I'm, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> going to do the rob this week and I'm just going to sit here and watch. That's it. here as well. Now, since... Uh, uh, David is watching, then we, uh, I just had a, a, a private lesson uh, earlier because nobody else showed up. So we're working on the, uh, the famous David Porter uh, card break. Ah. And there you go. There you go. And uh, Thorhildur, she was, uh, she came in late and uh, she was like, so what did you do to class today? Like uh, the David Porter card break. And she was like, what is that? You've seen it many, many times. We always talk about the David Porter card break. The one he stole from Professor Sauer. Yeah. We've yeah. adopted the same thing as you do, though, now, that we just use the name of the person who showed it to you <laughs> and talk away and tell people what it is. Much easier. <laughs> so Caroline, Caroline's first jiu-jitsu lesson was with you, Haldor, and, uh, and the only guard pass she ever remembers in the guard break is the David Porter guard pass, guard break. Yeah, it's the best. I'll look, I'll look on a second on the chat and Dave will go, what do you mean, what David Porter guard pass? <laughs> <laughs> no, Dave, Dave will remember the pass. day that he showed it, the time <laughs> that he showed it, what the weather was on the day. Yeah, Dave will call it the Master Sour guard break and Master Sour will call it the Leo Gracie guard break and then <laughs> we're all talking about the same guard break. Uh, <laughs> so I, I think Howdor's our our first guest who is now out of lockdown, right? 
Yeah. yeah. How is it? How is it getting back on the mats, Aldo? It is freaking awesome. <laughs> uh, it is just really good to be able to feel this discomfort again. <laughs> I, I missed that uh, being back on the. Uh, well, you guys know you you've been out of this out of the game longer than I have, but just the feeling and. Like, yeah, the good feeling being beaten up by another person is just the best thing ever. Yeah. We can only imagine. Yeah. So how long were you in hey. lockdown for, Hadle? Evening. Mario Rose. How are you, Rose? <laughs> <laughs> You're famous. You're now famous across the globe. Yeah. <laughs> She's going for a, a sleepover with a friend. So. Ah, nice. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. Bag packed and everything, ready to go. I love it. <laughs> so is everyone back? Judo, the Judo Academy guys, they're all yeah. back. That's the Bill, Rob, or Pete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. That's all right. Family thing. It's a family show. Yep. <laughs> it's all good. It's Still. All good. <laughs> so everyone's back. Judo Academy. Everyone. How long have they? How long has it been? How long have you been back? How long have they let you back? About two weeks. Okay. What was the first submission you got? My first submission ever, or after the uh... <laughs> after the lockdown? Oh, that would be. Uh, that I I was caught in Ezekiel. That was the first one that was caught on me. So, and the first submission that I caught was probably just being annoying. So they tapped out. <laughs> <laughs> just playing the fat guy. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be able to do that really well after lockdown. Oh, yeah, it's, it's the best. <laughs> Say again, Rob. I said I think we all are. Yeah. I'm not, when I've got my when I've got my working desk about two meters from the fridge, it's just no good. <laughs> like working at the trough, is it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just oh, reach out. <laughs> so, Haldor, tell us something exciting. Uh the world's gone to shit, but you already know that. <laughs> it's not any, not any news. It's just, I don't know, something exciting. Fuck. Uh, he says that to us every morning, and I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, same thing as yesterday. Uh, there's basically nothing exciting happening anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as I look forward for the... For like what might happen here because obviously we we've all talked about it um but the guys from the club won't have seen it and things like that like what are they doing to what are the, what are the rules around like jiu-jitsu obviously you guys can roll and you can do everything how are they doing it are they doing like the track and trace thing like if one person gets sick are they then following that up or like how does it what's it like after lockdown well uh 
we are quite lucky because of uh, the size of the island. So everybody was basically tracked down really fast and a lot of people went into uh, voluntary isolation. So because of that, this just kind of a, a tough, tough, what, six, eight weeks, but everybody's just getting on with the normal lives. Nice. I think uh, the news was that about, I think thousand people in a voluntary thingy uh, and no new cases for the past, I think three or four days. Yeah, that's crazy. It's been one and one popping up every like four days or so, maybe five days. But it's pretty good. One day we will be there again. And yeah. they are opening up Iceland uh, in 10 days. Everybody's getting swapped on the way in, and it's going to cost uh, each and everyone uh, about 90 quid. Okay. So if you bring your whole family, it's a shitload of money. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think people will pay it, though, just so that they can go on holiday because people are going stir crazy at the moment. No, Nobody's going to cancel their holiday because of, uh, well, say, let's four people. That's what? It's probably yeah. easier to go to Iceland and get tested than it is to get tested at home at the moment, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Here's an idea, Pete. Fly over, get yourself tested, and you'll be flying. <laughs> do don't, don't tempt me. I'm on my way. Yeah. 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 How dog, come on, we're doing jujitsu then. So, what started you in jujitsu? Oh, shit. That, that's. Uh, many, many years ago, when I was a young man, <laughs> uh, I was, uh, you guys remember Johan? Yeah. I trained with him. Uh, he had done some jiu-jitsu in the States because he was uh, at some forensic academy over there. And he had learned a little bit of crazy jiu-jitsu and he knew some uh, small circle jiu-jitsu, like the Wally J thing. Yeah. yeah. And... Uh, he was, and we were working together. He was like, poke me. And I'm like, yeah. And I went and go, boing. And he grabbed my finger and I screamed. <laughs> and that was, <laughs> and I was hooked from that day on. I can and imagine you uh, two like Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> then we had to go, we uh, going for lunch probably the same day or whatever. And we uh, saw somebody that was, uh, yeah, was, he, he was high, basically, and uh, had some drugs on him. And, he, and uh, Johan just did something, and he was, like, screaming. <laughs> I think it was just a wristwatch or something like that, basic. And I was like, shit, where can I learn that? And that was, yeah, sold. Got finger locked and uh, saw a wristwatch the same day. And I was just sold. That, that was it. That would have been the... Uh, probably the uh, spring of 2008. Okay. Uh, summer of 2008, uh, Rob Lodi came to Iceland. And in December 2008, Professor came in the cold to Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where the easy thing happened. 
<laughs> I want your, your really easy blue belt test. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do not mention that <laughs> ever again. At no, least, no. Least, but just tell the story. Angle. It. You were saying? Well, you got to tell the story because uh, so people have heard it. Oh, sh- <laughs> you know, everybody heard the story, but here it goes. <laughs> uh, uh, I remember where I was. I was. How did it begin? Well, anyways, I was speaking to Manganello uh, about just testing generally. It was sometime before my uh, got my blue, maybe two stripe blue, and uh, just talking belts and promotions generally, and. Uh, Somehow that slipped that I thought my blue belt test had been quite easy. I thought, <laughs> and, and Manganello said that that is never going to happen again. So when he, I tested for my purple, I was cramping up in about 90 minutes and it was like a three hour test. <laughs> and it was like the best day of my life, but I, don't remember what happened during the seminar the uh, on Saturday and Sunday. I had no clue. <laughs> but the same thing happened to you guys after the uh, testing with uh, Mike. No yeah. clue what happened at the seminar. <laughs> no. We were saying that to Mike last time when we spoke to him the other day. We were just saying, like, I don't remember anything. Yeah. All I remember is him coming up to us at one point and going, you guys are done, aren't you? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I remember the warm up, and I remember the bread cutter joke and the uh, the, uh, uh, the setup from the Americana from the side. That's about it. Oh yeah, ah, fuck. and the butterfly counter from Mike's when he's doing that Elvis like hit thing. Boom. No. <laughs> that is, that's a really really cool move <laughs> oh you'll have to show us it yeah we need to see that i remember it <laughs> that's, that's the next seminar sorted then for when you come over <laughs> yeah there you go that's what I, remember, I remember finishing the grading and then rolling with mike and i remember all i remember was tapping hands with him and then tapping at least two seconds afterwards <laughs> I don't remember anything else. Well, that was a good day, though. That was a hard fucking weekend, man. How many weeks spent at least five hours on the match before you, the day before you did the test? We had the Friday night as well, didn't we? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't have the Friday, Friday night. night. I was working or something. We ran through the whole, the whole thing the day before, didn't we? I think that was a Thursday. I think we went through on Thursday with you. Then the Friday we were at Dave's. Uh, Saturday yeah. seminar and Sunday test and then Sunday seminar. Yeah. I remember yeah. dancing around at the back of the test. We've uh, paired up with Tim. <laughs> we didn't know what we were doing. We just started. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, that was good. That Great. Was good. Very good. And then there's obviously been some more tests since then, Haldor. You obviously got purple, then brown, and then more recently, very yes. special event. Uh, 
I had the honor of being awarded my uh, black belt by Professor Sauer and uh, Mike Corihan, uh, Mark Kukro, having uh, David Porter there, missed Manganello crack. Man, I want Manganello to be here so much. It's uh, that was uh, because he's been with us for all the time and he's always there for us. So, so that was a uh, I missed him a lot, and uh, but having uh, David Porter there and uh, helping Professor uh, with awarding me the belt, I was just, I was amazed. And uh, like David, best uke ever, uh, <laughs> made me look good, <laughs> both both brown and black. So I, I do owe him a lot. Well, Mark, okay. Mark, Mark was saying how uh, how good he thought the test was, wasn't he? The other yeah. day we spoke to Mark Kukro, he was saying how good he thought your test was. He was very impressed. So it's good. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks as well, by the way. Uh, that's when you've got a good okay. <laughs> makes, makes you look good. There you go. One of the most technical black belt tests I've seen. That's what Dave said. Yeah. Oh. He's probably looked at his, his, his a few times, but <laughs> he did it. I think he said he did all of his black belt in what, less than 12 minutes, was it? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm sure he'll answer in a minute. Yeah, he'll probably, because he's on the time lag with YouTube, he'll, uh, he'll probably let us know in a minute. So, um, you uh, recently started your own school in Iceland. Yes. Five Aces. Where where does this name come from? Oh, <laughs> like you don't know. Pete, <laughs> where's the tattoo? Hang on. Oh, look, because I've got the Manganello shirt on. I've got the long... Ah, I can't... The guns are too big. Look, the, guns the guns are too big. There, you go. there is oh. the little Gracie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, the story is uh, same as Pete's, best name ever. <laughs> uh, professor was talking about jujitsu being like playing poker, and because you want to hold your cards up close and don't show you all your opponents all your five aces. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I thought that was, I said, if I. If I'm ever going to have a club, that's going to be the name. Then I had the idea of having a, a professor's laboratory. But that's more a, a HQ, <laughs> the headquarters. Yeah. That's definitely definitely the, the uh, laboratory. Yeah. But, By the way, uh, Dave Paul replied with his times. And he said, 11 minutes for the test and seven minutes for rolling with three black belts. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's time efficient. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. It certainly was. So how many people, how many of the guys, how many guys you got training now? On regular basis around. I would say like 10 people coming up on a regular basis, but 
overall, I probably count like 15, 16. That's good. Really nice start. And some of those people will know, right, from from uh, from training from before. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, a lot of people enjoy the uh, paper shower way uh, because it it is it doesn't require the uh, the physical part as much as competition BBJ. Even though yeah. what Professor does is, well, he really kind of really doesn't care. He just wants want you to learn the uh, Grandmaster's curriculum. And uh, and then, then uh, but you can do whatever you want, basically. You can do Baron Bolos and stuff, but you just need to focus on, on his curriculum, uh, white to blue, blue to purple. Master's text, get that into the curriculum, have fun. Having fun is important. Yeah, that's right. No, definitely. So, Haldor, remind me, are the, are the police officers um, armed in Iceland? Guns? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like pew, 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 guns. <laughs> no, we're not. Uh, we do have access to the uh, firearms uh, if needed, but hardly ever do. Yeah, because I, 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 I think like with the with the you know the master text and it's it's the gun. Um, it's just the fact that we don't really know how guns work in in the UK because we don't have access to them. Um, and it, and it, you know, like you, you need to learn a lot about how the gun works before it kind of makes <laughs> sense how you grab the gun to kind of stop it from working. And and I mean, do you have the similar do you have a similar challenge at all in in Iceland? Do we have similar? Uh, do you have similar challenge, like where people are just like completely unfamiliar with the weapons? How do you get around that that you know challenge of the fact that they don't know how the gun works before you can make the techniques make sense? Oh, it comes up like this from the box, <laughs> and you turn it and you aim it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, a pistol before, Bill. Yeah, no, but you know what I mean. Like, like some of the some of the defenses, like you, you know, if I remember back to when I was a kid playing with toy guns, it was like the little revolvers, so that it was the you know the little cylinder that would turn. But like you know, with the 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 slide bar on the top, I mean, I don't even know what I'm talking about with those kind of that, things. But you know, like, that's where you have a good uh, training partner like David Porter, because if you look at the master's text. I think they do have the revolver in there. Really? Six shooter. <laughs> so the techniques changed a little bit from the book until today when you got like uh, the Glock with the sliding barrel, mm -hmm. you got the other ones with the hammer in the back. So kind of a, uh, it's kind of different between what kind of weapon you're dealing with. And do you, do you find that when you're teaching weapons, defenses, people, you know, they, they prefer playing with the guns or they, they you know, what, what were they more scared of, the guns or the knives or, or what's, you know? Well, people are just, uh, first of all, do we need to do this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we need to do it because this is what you need to learn before you, if you ever want to get to that level of testing for your back belt. Mm -hmm. uh, and it will come 
well, you don't have to learn it all at once. It will sink in over time. We're doing this over what? Well, for the rest of our lives, if we're lucky. So the first 10 years, it just, oh yeah, I know how it works. And from then on, you're just polishing your moves. And you get better every day. Every time you work a little bit, uh, go to Professor or, or Mango or, or David Porter, uh, Mike Horihan, and they all have some kind of a different approach, a little bit. Depends on maybe body types, what kind of gun, what kind of knife, uh, and, and so forth. And uh, like you guys know, especially Pete and probably Rob as well, in the uh, like stripping a knife or, or stick in the Akali thingy is totally different than from what says in the master, master's text. Mm. Yeah. yeah, we spoke last week, didn't we, a little bit? Because he's got a little bit of sort of Filipino martial arts background and stuff, and it was quite interesting, his take, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. He was saying about... Um... He was saying that the, the Gracie Jiu Jitsu stuff is all like preemptive. So it's before they draw anything. So the whole idea with the Gracie tech, the, the master text is all the stuff is, is pre, you know, pre the weapon coming out mostly. Whereas the Kali and everything else was more once it's already out or that you're both trying to kill each other with a knife. <laughs> As you do. As you do. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, that doesn't happen quite so often. No, in the Philippines, maybe. <laughs> then, uh, and here's a, and this what I thought was a really funny in DC in November when uh, we're talking about like swinging the stick coming in, mm -hmm. uh, the big swings. Professor was going, yeah, because in the old days they used to come uh, come at us with chains. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, they were swinging chains. <laughs> that's where that comes from. <laughs> like. Mm -hmm. But nobody, you don't see anybody swinging, uh, going to a fight with a freaking chain like the, in the gangster movies from the, what, 1980s? <laughs> it's somewhat out of fashion. Yeah. Yeah. Something you've seen where like Stallone or somebody do in the movies? Yeah. Last time I saw it, it was in uh, the computer game Double Dragon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, bubble dragon, all oh, a beast. Oh, you're just taking me back to being a, a I don't know, seven or eight-year-old, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So for the people that don't know, Howdor, can you like talk people through like because there's gonna be some people watching that don't even know what like the master text is, probably. Uh the master's text basically most of it is what you learn from uh, white to blue. Plus, then you get uh, into the uh, standing self-defense uh, uh, and that will be, yeah, without weapons. I think, and I think the change to the day you need to do for your brown, you need to do all of it. When I did yeah. my brown, I only had to do the stand-up techniques, no weapons. Was that 55 moves? Yeah, I think so. I think it was 55 and then 77 with the weapons. I'm sure Dave will correct us in a minute. Yeah, probably. 
I'm just going, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you, uh, yeah, that's that's it. So you just need to keep sharpening that iron, just learn the stuff. Uh, but yeah, a lot of my training partners, they just want to roll and just like one technique. Put the numbers has, right. Has, has to take two minutes and can't be more than three steps. <laughs> We have to be able to break it down in three right. steps. Numbers right. 55 empty hand and 22 weapons. Yeah, there you go. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, well done, that man. Yeah. You, say that, you say that the people you train with, they want to learn everything in three steps? No, just a few of my training partners. <laughs> Those Robin, Robin couldn't roll. cope with that. How many, how many <laughs> steps does it have to be, Rob? <laughs> five steps. Everything for Robin has to be five steps. <laughs> I don't know where or how that started. It just did. <laughs> we call it, uh, we do, when we take breaks, we do the regular uh, white to blue curriculum, three or four moves, whatever, pitch in, into it, teach it like it's supposed to be taught. And then we ask uh, some extra, something cool, something fun, more fun. Uh, and, uh, we call it like the technical corner. It has to take two minutes, no more than three steps. <laughs> <laughs> and it's using just brute strength and just nasty stuff. <laughs> just squeeze until it lets go. <laughs> Cross face uh, and stuff like that. So that's just like the fun part of it. So, how do you, you've, um, You've obviously trained with a lot of different people over the years and, and like some of the names that have passed through Iceland and, and that you've had the luxury of training with. Who out of that list do you think that you were most like starstruck with? Professor. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, starstruck. I would definitely go for uh, Mr. Dave Porter. He just made the impression first time I met him in 2015. I just, from the moment I met him, he was just like, this is the coolest dude I ever met. Uh, it was fun. Uh, Euler was kind of cool. It was fun to uh, uh, able to uh, go to a seminar with Euler. Hoist uh, was... Not as much, but interesting. <laughs> but Hoyle was was always smiling. It was more fun for him, at least when he came to Iceland, when he was teaching. You see, kind of more, wasn't all business. He was having fun. Nice. And you, you I mean, you've, you've also trained with people like Andre Galvao and, 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 you know, some of the people that are, it's more prolific in the competition world. Now, when you when you train with them and when you learn from them, do they do they do like you know traditional jujitsu moves, or is it very sport orientated? From what what you experienced, Andre Galvao is really a fundamental based guy. That that just blew my mind basically. That's good. The wife's here. <laughs> hey, 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 hey
going to be famous on the internet now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed Karl Mal and uh, he was, uh, when he came the first time, he taught some uh, cool stuff. Uh, when he came the last time he did, he was doing the uh, single leg acts. And I was like, yeah, I'm not sure how it works into my game and stuff like that. And when I had the uh, private lesson with uh, Mr. Porter, the uh, gateway drug to Laglocks, single leg X, <laughs> and made, uh, what, uh, what I picked up from Andre Galvo made that much more sense to me. Plus that, well, David Porter just explains everything simple. Yeah. That's, that's what I need. I need simple. Oh, that's the best. Yeah. I don't, rem I don't remember yeah. it. <laughs> we can't hear you, Rob. Sometimes it cuts out when you're talking. <clears throat> I've got a sense that was a really good joke, though, and we missed it. <laughs> it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee, where is it? <laughs> Oh, all right. You're good? Oh, yeah, I was thinking of something, just don't remember what it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the first time and definitely not that not the last. So how one of the one of the things that always you know sticks with sticks in my mind from, from like training with you is that any any sort of like arm lock or key lock, whenever you apply it just feels like the worst ever. <laughs> Is that just from is that just from arresting so many people over the years, or is that just you know? It is no. I wouldn't. It always comes down to what do you say? Well, give credit when credit is due. Uh, all those tiny little details that you pick up from the paper shower black belts all over the world. All those people that studied under him. They have all those little tricks and little things that make everything better. You got big guys, small guys, skinny guys, and they have all this little thing. And when you get to key locks and all that stuff, they just, it's just a salt and pepper on the, uh, on the move. Because you whatever learn, tip, you, you learn tips more you than just a move from those guys. You learn basically uh, all the mechanics and those little salt and pepper on the. Uh, yeah, whatever tips you picked up along the way, Haldor, that move is definitely working for you because it's like <laughs> hell for me whenever you apply it. <laughs> What's the? I don't know if you'll know. I don't know if you'll know the answer to this because obviously it's you which might sound weird, but you'll understand it when I say it. There was kind of a time where you went from, when you did your, when you were a purple belt, there was a time when you went from purple belt, just after you did your brown belt test, you were in like the, you were at head, head office, you were at a cat, like um, professor's place for like a week, weren't you, when you did your brown belt? You were there for a little while, weren't you? Yeah, well, did go there for a while, well, did a sightseeing with uh, the wife and stuff. What happened when you were on that trip? Because it went from purple belt. I felt like I could survive. And then you came back and I couldn't touch you. I couldn't move you. I couldn't do anything. What happened when you were away? 
between that purple belt and that brown belt where it kind of went from, oh, we can roll with Haldor, and then to just, I can't do anything. Like, there's nothing I can do anymore. I, I have no clue what happens. Uh, I have no clue. You, you roll with a lot of guys, you pick up stuff, and often when you're training with somebody who's really, really good and he, and he gives you the right pointers where to go, that just makes all the difference. Uh, weight distribution, uh, and uh, instead of spassing out and trying to do everything, just make the guy <laughs> uncomfortable and uh, just work it. If you can do the move slowly and he's not escaping, that's when you mastered it, basically. If you have to spin around and do it fast and stuff like that, it's that's when the, when you're missing out. It's one of those, uh, what do you call it, the soup analogies? If you try to like drink a soup from like way up here, you open up and you spill everything on the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just uh, just thought of this one. Yes, oh, two days ago. Like yeah, it's like eating a soup, but you have to like get the the ball far away. And you spill everything on it instead of keeping it close and everything tight, do it slowly. I just thought of that one right after I talked about professional soup analogy of like instead of sticking it right in the middle, like you go for the. Uh... <laughs> I was just about to say that, Harold. It's like a, it's like an extension to one of professors saying about how do you eat a bowl of soup. So yeah, it's good. <laughs> I steal everything from those guys. <laughs> And just put your salt and pepper on it. Yeah, a little salt and pepper. Try to do it, but I probably stole that as well. So <laughs> I like it. I like so it. Aldo, you said about um you said about you know not trying to do everything at once and, and then you mentioned a little bit there about like weight distribution. When, like when you're rolling or when you're you know when you're you know playing with students and other people I'm, what, what, what's the first thing that you think about? What, what is, what's at the forefront of your mind? Because we talked about concepts, right? You've listened to a lot of uh, the other ones that we've, we've spoken with the guys about concepts. But what's, what's in your mind when you're doing it? When I'm, well, when I'm under attack, well, <laughs> again, somebody that is obviously that better than I am, uh, more physical, more technical and everything. I try to survive as long as I can and find those little holes to make uh, make my life a little bit easier. You don't try score out. Get... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that was a straw, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, officer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, especially when you when you going with guys that you know they're going to catch you, but you, you just kind of give them the time to pick it out their game, they, their A game. They're doing that uh, over and over and over again. And I go, all right, I figured that one out. Now they have to change it up a little bit. Let's try uh, that. So uh, I usually choose the uh, bottom position and, and that Sometimes it, it's kind of a, I feel like sometimes I need to step it up a little bit more, feel more aggressive, but 
excuse me, H is catching up. So I like just <laughs> being right there. Uh, but when I'm in a top position, I try not to rush into getting submissions or whatever that I'm looking for. I'm usually looking for the reaction from my students so I can see what they're doing right or wrong so I can help them get the move better or yeah, well, basically get the move better. If it's doing it right, there might be a little salt and pepper right there somewhere we need to add on to it. And uh, otherwise, if there's a step missing, we need to add that on. So it's just trying to see what they are thinking. Uh, I think Mr. Keith said it the best. Well, I still everything from Mr. Keith as well. Is that uh, for a big guy, choose to be on bottom. Because then you can uh, pay attention what you taught your guys. Mm. And it's easier for you to uh, uh, correct it. And if they're catching you on your own moves, you need to step up your defenses. <laughs> <laughs> so. When do you think, when do you think you kind of, cause like, <clears throat> like white belt and early blue belt, and I still feel like it now, I'm trying to think of the right way of saying it, you don't always feel like you've got the time to figure out what the other person's doing. Like sometimes things, it feels like things happen to you and you don't really know where, like where they're coming from or anything like that, probably because you just don't know enough yet. When did you start having enough time to be able to analyze and remember what that guy was doing so that you can counter it? Ah, perhaps. That's a good question. Uh, <laughs> depends on the training partner, probably. Right. Uh, it's uh, if you've got a good training partner, you can probably stop him right away. It's like going, "Oh shit, do that again. Show me how he did it. How he did it." Well, Professor Trout talks about that all the time. He's like, "Hey, that's a cool move. Show me how he did it." <laughs> uh, and some people just. Don't want to share, but uh, but if you've got a good training partner and he's willing to help you figure out stuff, and uh, either you're getting caught a lot in something or you're catching people a lot in something, take the time, figure it out, what can be done better. I think that's that's an, that's an important save thing. Save those extra minutes on the mat if you can. Yeah. For those people, yeah, and, but that's what Master Sal says, isn't it? It's you know talking about um, you know being that person that obviously asks the questions, yeah. but also if you're just playing rather than trying to kind of kill each other every time you're rolling, yeah. Otherwise, all you're going to do is just keep doing the same stuff over and over again. You're going to play your trump card, you know. Yeah, it's quite. Like for example, like if, if if Pete and I roll, or Bill and I roll, or you know, get those guys together as well. It's so, it's so sort of uh, slow pace sometimes, isn't it? Just to try and work out kind of movement more than anything else. Oh, well, Pete, sometimes you just need to put the, the <laughs> thing on. <laughs> yeah, we've had that conversation. <laughs> well, it, yeah. 
It's yeah. quite, completely understandable. Uh, just you're teaching and you're teaching a lot and, and you don't get the, uh, well, you need to let go sometimes, basically. And then you need to go, I am this week, I'm just going to roll over everybody as much as I can. Yeah. I, I said this, um, I passed the same thing on to Billy before his purple belt. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. I said, no, no more nice, Billy, for a couple of weeks. Just, yeah. just go on and kill everybody. Do your thing. Yeah, I feel terrible doing that, though. Yeah. I'm a lovely not, not a fighter. It, I don't even <laughs> do it, it's fine. Oh, <laughs> uh, how do I, I was just really happy. There was one one week, just not long before lockdown, Rob got stuck in traffic coming over to class. And uh, and he literally turned up right at the end. Uh, after two classes, he turned up right at the end for the for the sparring. So I could see how angry he was. <laughs> I didn't dare let him near anybody else. I had to go for like two or three rounds with Rob that was on a mission. <laughs> my, oh, my word. 15-minute drive took me an hour and a half or an hour and 50 or something like that. Oh, shit. <laughs> But it was, it was one of my favourite roles in recent times. It was like, oh, it's flat. that was full on. I'm still alive. <laughs> my favourite roles are against those big, uh, because where Five Aces are at, is at the uh, same location as Armand Dura Club. I'm basically hired by the Dura Club to teach the Jitsu there. So they said, you can just name this whatever you want. I go, Five Aces. <laughs> Well, you got those big, strong Jura guys, uh, Olympians, and and when they get you in the like the ground game and just pin you down, that's just like the worst. It's so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for anybody that hasn't been stuck under a really good judo black belt, whoa, it's the best, oh. man. I got. I have so much fun, man. They just squeezed the, like the soul out of me, and they just—and you can't break their grips. Their their grips are just like something else. Yeah. I got a, a judo black belt friend, and he's also a brown belt in jujitsu. And uh, we were rolling, and and we were having fun, and, and then he looked at me, he's like, "You don't roll like a big boy." <laughs> <laughs> that was the best he just you had, right? squeezed the living crap out of me, man. It was so much fun. <laughs> he, uh, he showed up to a stamina once in a pink gi, and he's like 130 kilos. I remember him. Oh, yeah, man. He is so cool. And he I did that one in that, in that gi, he did a cartwheel pass. <laughs> And it went like over like a hundred and thirty kilo butterfly, pink butterfly. <laughs> Caught me in the north south and choked the living crap out of me. That was like one of my favorite uh, submissions. <laughs> <laughs> I I asked go but I asked that question just because like I can see what people are doing, but I can't figure out I'm not smart enough to figure out the defense. So even though I know they're gonna do it. I kind of go, okay, I know, that's their moves. They're going to do this, and they're going to try and get to mount this way, and that's how they're going to do their arm locks. So I know all that now. I can't figure out how to stop it. But <laughs> Well, here's the thing. If, if you're getting into trouble, get your ass out of the way. 
talking about uh, you know the sister suite, mm -hmm. basic sister suite. Well, this comes from Mr. Keith once again. You're being swept. Jump away. Get your fucking ass out of the way. <laughs> Catch him in a, in a straight, straight uh, uh, put like while at it. So like, just get your ass out of the equation because okay, your that... ass gets you in and out of trouble. It's <laughs> a good point. It's a good point. <laughs> It's a well-made point. Yeah. But, but I think, you know, just talking to you here, and I mean, you, you often hear people say about, you know, don't be afraid to tap and just have fun, keep it playful. I, I still think that no matter you know, how many times you tell people that they care too much about not losing, not tapping, you know, you know, wanting to try and win. So I think when you actually give up, you know, not give up, but when you, when you, let go of, of, of your ego and you just think okay yeah, i'm gonna tap but by tapping i'm gonna learn how they got there what how they finished that off and where the last little bits are where you might be able to escape and if you get tapped well then it didn't work you know so you gotta try and get a little bit better at that escape people just don't realize that you just gotta not worry about the tap because when you're not worried about the tap, that's when you you do have the mental capacity to to remember and learn that is yeah I think we need to turn that into a bite-sized clip for uh, social media. Cheers, Bill. I'll, I'll, I'll try and do it better one day, but yeah. But um, I'll it, 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 is, it is, I think, I don't know. I'm going to be, sometimes, I mean, I, I go into to class and I, I'm always on the bottom. I hate squashing the life out of people all of the time, but I do it sometimes. But um but I still, I still, oh, I don't want to tap. I'm, you know, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna survive. But when I get back, I'm just gonna let go of that. I'm gonna tap a, a million times, <clears throat> and I'm gonna get better. Yeah. Well, I think Penny's just dropped talking to you, Haldor. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. Uh, even the, even that they say leave your ego at the door. It yeah. is freaking hard to leave the ego at the door. <laughs> Well, at least for me. So yeah. sometimes I just I will not tap no matter what. But some other days I just tap all the time. But I do not tap unless whatever move is being put on me is good and valid. So if you're choking me, uh, cross choke, whatever. It has to be a valid choke. You can't go. Eh, eh, eh. Mm -hmm. So if you bring your elbows in and do everything correctly, yeah, I'll tap to that. Yeah. So I mean, I'm, I have no issues tapping. I have no issues losing, but I still think I put too much effort into not tapping. And I think that's the bit that's dropped for me. I still put a bit too much effort into, you know, it, like a competition. But it's not competition. It's learning. And I think, yeah. Yeah, that's that's um, well. I've learned something tonight, Aldo. It's only taken me what eight years, seven years. Well, <laughs> oh, it still happens, man. So it's really, really. It takes time to get over it. Sometimes mm. it just does. And like I say, it's not like that. I don't. Like, I have an issue with tapping, but I'm looking at it now as a way of like, well. I'm going to try less at the not tapping in order to be able to learn more about where the escapes are. It's a, 
Let It Go. Let It Go. That was another yeah. song from the quiz last night, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Happiness. It's just... Tapping or not tapping? It's, that's, uh, that's the question. So you'll, you'll laugh at this, Hal. I, I don't know if you listened last week to our conversation with Mark at Crow, but um, we were talking about the crazy person that came into his gym and was trying to, or was going to um, Kimura in from Undermount. <laughs> we, we, we were doing a kids' class on Thursday, me and Pete, and I don't know what I was doing with Aaron. But he was mounted on me, and then all of a sudden, I had him in a in a Kimura. <laughs> Pete was like, "Hang on a minute, stop! I'm trying to video that. Quit. How did work? <laughs> I'm sure it wouldn't work, but there's there was almost something there, wasn't there, Pete? There's something there that will set up an escape, definitely. Yeah. We, so yeah, we'll have to we'll have to explore that in a little lab when you when we're next together, Haldor. It's uh, yeah, there's some there's some fun and games there. That's how you learn. You're like, oh. So I have to work on that. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm uh, I'm I'm bullying my little boy at the moment though, because <laughs> in the classes we're, we're messing around and rolling. It's the only chance I get to to roll. But yeah, I, some of the some of the little ideas and the little things that are coming out from nowhere, it's amazing at the minute. I've got I've got lots of questions for you when we're next together. Lots. <laughs> Can I just jump in a sec? I just Dave Paul just replied again. It's it's like having another podcast guest. It's awesome. Um, he just said it's not leave your ego at the door it's check your ego at the door ego makes us want, want makes us want to do better we need to make sure it's not getting in the way though I, no, heard, makes sense. <laughs> it's basically i heard someone say once like um like if you had no ego you wouldn't mind just walking out in front of a bus <laughs> so how much ego do you need just enough to not walk in front of the bus yeah <laughs> It's it's that tough thing as well, isn't it? You like you you I don't know what you guys think about it. It's like I, I find that like I'll roll with someone and I'll I'll they'll do like Haldor says, they'll do something and they'll do it so right that I don't want to escape it. So I'll go, okay, you can have like not you can have it, they've genuinely kind of worked for it and done all the right stuff. And even if I might know an escape, I might not use that escape because I want them to get the success of they've done the move right they've done all the steps right just because i know one more thing than them i'm not going to use that one more thing i'm going to let them get that tap and then it's the balance of they get that tap and then they think they've they have got that tap they have earned it but they think they got it does that make sense like they think that you couldn't have done anything about it that's where then you can talk about it yeah then you can start talking about, well, that was a good, you did everything correctly, but the, uh, the uh, escape is whatever, whatever. And then you start to talk about the counter to the escape. So, so it's a win-win. You yeah. can go, it's like, oh man, that was a great thing you did right there. Try to do it again. Mm. And then you... Just reset to the same point. Yeah, and the right then reset, in. and then you do your escape, or let him have once or twice more, so he can polish a little bit. And then you do your escape, <laughs> and then you can talk uh, talk the counter, mm -hmm. like the, like for example for the uh, uh, 
arm bar. When you roll out of it and you do a little sitting thing and you catch them in a, like a different kind of arm bar mm-hmm. or sitting into it. I think I learned that from Mike Canelo. It's kind of cool stuff. Yeah. He knows a couple of so guys. My, my mind is gone now. I'm I'm just like imagining rolling again. I'm, 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 I'm lost. <laughs> it was just looking off in distance. I am. And you could be like after post edit, like a little cloud of like, you know, people rolling up here somewhere. Like, that's, that's what's going on. I just, I, yeah, I think the ego thing's super interesting because like, I'm lucky I have, I've never had one. So stop walking in front of buses. <laughs> I tried. I tried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for Rob to fall off his chair when I said that. So, so yeah, no, I just find it interesting as like how far it goes, where it should, and because everyone does say, oh, you know, yeah, you know, like Dave was saying, you should, I kind of prefer that check it rather than uh, let yeah. go of it completely. Because I just don't think that happens. I don't think you can let go of it. Com- if Not realistic, but also- sort of it's not realistic, but I don't think it's also very, like as he said, it's not beneficial because then why do you want to get better? You need something to drive you forward a little bit, don't you? So if you're completely devoid of it, then what's your what's your reason to train harder? Yeah. Yeah. But it's sure it doesn't get, you know, it doesn't doesn't stop you from getting better, which is which is where the problem lies. Mm. Yeah. And where competitiveness and ego cross over. What's the difference between com- being competitive? That's how that, much of that is ego. So that that's 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 you've just spoken my mind out loud. I think, Pete. That's you know because I, I I have I, I don't have an ego in terms of I have no issues tapping to anybody. I love it, um, but there is that there is a competitive bit in me. But that's the thing. I think tonight it's made me realise. I think if I can dial down the competitive bit, which is what what stops me from from wanting to tap um, and realize that by dialing that down a bit it's going to give me a little bit more mental capacity to be able to work out some more escapes and some other bits instead of going to my a game in terms of defense you know i might go to my b game or my c game in terms of defense and it might i'm I'm, i know now saying it i'm going to learn more i'm definitely going to learn more by 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 letting moves kind of progress a bit further or <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm going to find different ways out, and the different ways out are going to lead to different kind of positions that's going to allow me to get you know different attacks. I try and think about it like thinking about it now. I'm just trying to think how I try and balance it. In that, I think competitive is that I always want to do my best. So when I'm rolling, I want to be either the best rolling partner, or if I'm rolling with someone that's better than me, I want to do my very very best but then you shouldn't be hurt or upset about it when you don't succeed. That's yeah. probably the crossover, isn't it? Is that you do your best to be competitive in whatever way. If it's a competitive role, so if any of us are rolling together, us four, I want to do my best jiu-jitsu, but I'm not hurt if you catch me with something. My ego is not damaged by you getting me. I'll be upset yeah. with myself if I don't do my best jiu-jitsu. I agree, but if you're only doing your best jujitsu, like all of the time, so if you're doing your best attacks, you're not finding out your B attacks, your C attacks. Well, if you're doing your best defenses, you're not finding out like the, you know, like Mike Corihan says about you know, 
what, at what point can you kind of throw the spanner into the works and it's still, you know, stop the machine, stop it working. Uh, there's something that's clicked for me tonight in terms of just dialing that down and, and uh, but like a 10 episode. Here's a, here's something. Does it matter? Which, ten episodes, yeah. yeah. Does it matter which belt level it is? Because if I'm rolling with Haldor, he's yeah. going to get me anyway. He's going to get me regardless. So shouldn't I do my best defense? Because he's going to get me eventually. I don't need to leave an arm hanging out for him. <laughs> I don't need to leave things for him. Maybe that's the maybe that's the clue. We just leave it out there, and it might. You'll <laughs> like, go for it, and there's our escape. <laughs> Like, I don't need to leave things for him. He'll get them whether I want them to or not. So maybe my best defence is still the best thing I should do. He'll, drink he'll get me anyway. But if I, if I roll with a white belt, then maybe I should leave my arm hanging out. now, Which I do. Now and again, yeah, you should. And I do. But maybe it's belt level dependent as well. Yeah. If, if you're rolling with David Porter and he leaves the arm out there, it's a trap. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, like, even with the white belts, though, I don't think I'd be so so blatant always as to just like leave an arm out. I no. think it's better for them to learn from like like body like cues. So, like, instead of like leaving an arm out, push on the chest and just like leave the arms there a bit, a bit longer or something, so that they can. Ah, oh, okay, that's where you do the arm bar, you know. So, yeah. Give them the give them the, the the big indicators, rather than that. Just because what I find is like when you leave an arm there, or if you just you know like the starfish the defense, they, they, their, their brain just literally goes like, like mine did, and mine still does when when somebody like just relaxes. It's like oh my god, what do I do to this? You know, <laughs> I don't know. I just jump off. I oh, know now they've escaped. What did I do? When you when you roll it with somebody uh, lower belt, they need that uh, the uh, uh, what do you call it indicators. Yeah, when somebody grabs and stiff arms, because that's basically what what is what happens when you get into a fight out on the street. Mm -hmm. Somebody tries to push you off and he stiff arms you. You don't see uh, untrained person try to elbow escape. <laughs> He's going to try to push you off. Yeah. So is that that that's the way you you go with your white belts? Is that you'll give them the self defense indicators when you're rolling more than anything else, more than just oh look at an Americano. <laughs> <laughs> oh look! Oh look! Oh. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you'll give them the self-defense indicators to reinforce that first before you start giving them any indicator for anything anything more complicated. I think the last 10 weeks for me, Pete, like messing around with Aaron at home, you know, that 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 is what has given him the best kind of progress. I just keep feeding him, like, like with like the reflex development, I just keep feeding him the one or the other. Every now and again, if Connor walks past me, I'll just grab him on the shoulder and... and you know, it, before it would take like five, six seconds before we did the, you know, the, you know, the, you know, the escape or the, now it's like two seconds and, and it, it's just from giving them those cues. It, it really does help. I think, I think it's almost cheating when you just go, <laughs> 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 you 
you got you got to make them work for it, make them put it there, and then yeah. Yeah, and then if you do all those like spaghetti legs and, and the thingy, it's a freaking trap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm so excited to train. <laughs> well, That's if you up. think about it, Globe Trotters should be here in the next month. It's a week camp, so we can make it. Stop it. It's getting it like I say, getting out's fine, it's getting back that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, it's the 14 day 14 day lockdown on the way back. Great decision. Thanks, well, Governor. What? When you get back, you said 40 day lockdown? 14, <laughs> one four. Okay, one four, okay. 14 okay. Two weeks, yeah. Two I'm weeks. Like, Shit. Oh, it's losing it. Yeah. 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 I don't know, yeah, we won't go into the politics of that. It's it's nothing to do with the virus, it's to do with Europe. Uh, That's a battle with Europe. That's what that is. Don't go there, don't go there. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> <laughs> so how long does the uh how long does the black belt count uh black belt test last when you're doing it because you did yours, it was um like summer camp, wasn't it? Or, or autumn yeah. camp. It was probably about like 25 minutes, if I remember correctly. And uh, yeah, that was, and some, yeah, 25 minutes probably. But if David's watching, he probably has it down to every second. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that, and it was so fun to uh, have David. Uh, <laughs> That's my partner. You see what's going So if we stand like this and we're just moving me around, now they can see the whole thing. This is the best angle for that. <laughs> uh, now we're doing like the haymaker uh, punch defense. We're like throwing over. Uh, yeah. We're like this is the time when we sell it. You just you got the whole production value as well. You've got the, the right angles, the camera shots. Everything was so much did, fun. Did he, did he do slow motion as well? Did he Did he slow time? <laughs> he probably did. <laughs> did yeah. I tell you? Uh, I probably did when uh, he was helping me out for my uh, brown. I did a private lesson with him. Uh, and we ran through the whole curriculum. Uh, he said it was four times. I only counted three. <laughs> but I take his word for it. But I was working on the uh, on the uh, the haymaker swing with the throw, and uh, he came running, came, came the punch. I caught him, tossed him over, and he just went a flip and landed on his feet right next to me. <laughs> like nothing ever happened. He just stood there like. So we. Um... We tried to recreate that. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't do it. <laughs> it's a. The, the trick is just, well, the one that's doing it, how to start it, he just goes down, bends down to 90, 90 degrees, and the one who's practicing the move, uh, like the swing, doing the swing. Uh, just practices roll over back to back and go over. Then you yeah. add the other 
details in a little bit later. And also the guy who's working the move, he has to duck down below the opponent's belt. So mm -hmm. the, uh, the uh, what do you call it? Uh, perhaps I don't remember. Uh, 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 oh. Ah, crash, English. Which one? The uh, pivot point. Right, yeah. You bring the pivot point down so the, uh, the tumble over becomes smooth. See, that, that, so that was a perfect example of what Guinness does to your brain, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, they say that in one pint of Guinness, there are 500 words. <laughs> I'm almost out. <laughs> oh, he's, no, that's all you were missing. Just one more sip and you'd been fine. <laughs> I was going to remind you in Icelandic what it was, but mine's a bit rusty because we haven't been out there for a while. Yeah. Well, also try, uh, talking about Dave, I remember the, uh, the Iceland thing, taking somebody to the bakery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically means beating somebody up. <laughs> so uh, today is uh, the uh, what International Donut Day. Yeah, I saw it. I saw Dave's post today. David was uh, doing a, a live on Instagram, and he was talking about his donut and stuff like that. And I just threw in there, but I'll take it to the bakery. <laughs> <laughs> and he explained to the whole world what it meant in Iceland, <laughs> and promised that he would take it to the bakery as well. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's gonna whoop my ass <laughs> yeah but that donut did look good yeah <laughs> that looked really good I was like oh I need a donut now <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you guys doing all good family fine thankfully yeah, yes <clears throat> But 12 weeks now, yeah. and uh, and the, yeah, the cracks are starting to show. I think we're uh, we might have one down day every two weeks before, yeah. but it's like I'm having the bad day, Pete's having the bad day, Rob's having the bad day. You know, it's oh. like it's more regular now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you know what it is? Like, I don't know, what it... yeah, I don't know. What it is like, I haven't had as many down days anymore. I've just had like. Today, we all said, I said a day where it was just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to nap today. That was what today was like. All I wanted to do was nap. <laughs> I'm gonna, that sounds like I need to buy you a blanket, Pete. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, today was one of those days where I was just like, yeah, I just want to nap. <laughs> I, haven't yeah. had a day like, I haven't had a day like that for ages. Like I've trained almost every day for about the last well, the first bit of lockdown was a bit rubbish and then after that about the last six eight weeks i've trained pretty much every single day i've done something like i've done kettlebells or i've gone out on the board or i've gone on the ski machine or i've done you know today was the first day i haven't trained in yeah any of that time and i just felt like and bill your, your dog is he uh, still <laughs> same old <laughs> He's uh, yeah, he's still deaf, uh, but no, he's he's good. He's he's uh, he's 
because we've been at home the whole time, he's actually turned into a really like nice and gentle creature. <laughs> so no, he's uh, he's, he's not he's running awesome. in, in, not running into corners and. Uh... <laughs> no, no. no, he doesn't do that quite so much. I think that was an anxiety thing. Having a private moment with himself. <laughs> I forgot about that. No, um, no, he doesn't do that anymore either. Oh, I think sure, he's happy right. now that we're all around. He, he doesn't have those little ticks and problems. <laughs> Bless him. That was the funniest story I ever heard, man. <laughs> oh, don't make me tell that one. Children sometimes <laughs> listen to these. Uh, <laughs> he, 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 he only had himself for, for you know, for, for entertainment for, for <laughs> the first two and a half years of his life. So, yeah, he, he worked out how to, to yeah. have some fun. But um, he doesn't do that anymore. <laughs> now he's got Bill. <laughs> I said, now he's got Bill. No, we're talking about my dog. <laughs> And he's lit. Can't hear you, thankfully, Rob. You cut out. <laughs> but did, did you guys catch up with uh, Julio while he was in the UK? So, you know, he cycled motorbike down to South Africa. Yeah. So he flew back to the UK. I managed to see him once before lockdown. Yeah. Um, but he managed, he just managed in, like, in the last couple of days to get back to Turkey. Yeah, I saw that. I was just wondering. Yeah. I, I saw him once, but yeah, but not not enough really for how long he was here. But we were just locked down; we couldn't see him. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, yeah. I love that dude. You see that he managed to train at um, Ngano. What's his name? Ngano or what's his name? The the UFC fighter, Francis yeah. Ngano. I think That's I can't, I can't say. Yeah. Yeah, he, he trained at his place in uh, in one of the countries on his way down. Um, he said it was yeah, that was uh, that was an eye opener. All fit, strong, like super fit and strong, like elite athletes. And uh, and then he rocked up. <laughs> He's uh, you know representing Team Pedro Sal UK. I think he had a, he had a whale of a time. Um, but yeah, it was uh, yeah, what what an experience! Amazing. Uh, but yeah, we need to have a summer camp in Turkey. I think we need to go over and uh, and, and spend some time there with him. Take jujitsu to Julio because he can't do it anymore. Oh, there are practices in Turkey. Yeah, he's had a good look around where he's uh, where he's living, but there's uh, there's there's not much around. I don't think. I think there's other other martial arts, but no no uh, no Gracie jujitsu. Yeah, he can do it. It's a good. Yeah. Good excuse for a summer camp. That's fine, or winter camp even. Yeah, well, well, if we get Julio to open a school there, and then we can have um, we can have uh, Pedro Sour Turkey, and then we can yeah, we can do well winter camps because yeah, the weather will be cool, really good. Let's do it. Let's do and it. Then we'll have another person for the podcast. There you go. That will be that would be a funny podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys thought about getting grow online? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's the bit I let it out. <coughs> no. <laughs> well, 
the, the live connection just dropped in. Oh, that, well, welcome back. Welcome oh, what back. happened? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about the uh, the small intermission there, but uh, you know, don't know what happened now. Um, yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, it's it's been. I mean, we've obviously spoken to some of the people that we've met before. A couple of the guys that we've we've never met before. Um, it's interesting to to hear everybody talk about uh, the you know the different black belts in the association. You, you I think you've met more than us, Haldor. Um, but um, but it, it, it's amazing. It always goes back to those original kind of you know the the, the original ten or twelve that that trained with Master Sauer in in Utah. And I'd love to, I'd love to meet some more of those guys. That'd be that'd be awesome. You can do a road trip uh, to to Utah to. Yeah, uh, unified. I, I really need to go there and uh, see Mike up in Salt Lake, uh, up in uh, Park City. Mm. Drive to Keith, end up in, in uh, Seattle or Bellingham for uh, David Porter. It'd be a cool road trip right there. I think, yeah, that'd be awesome. You know, we should hire one of those big, we should hire one of the big RVs. <laughs> yeah. Now we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> I'll drive. I'll be your driver. Yeah, I'll drive as well. I don't mind that. Yeah, big RV, like six berth RV thing, and just uh, cruise around. I need to retire. I am retired. That's what's happened. <laughs> it's not that I haven't had a job, it's just I've retired. <laughs> I could have a job. But I choose not to. Yeah. <laughs> I could have My a job. The virus chooses that I don't. <laughs> wife is making all the money. There you go. <laughs> so, Haldor, random question for you, right? Some people have this uh, this crazy, crazy idea um, that you shouldn't wash your jiu-jitsu belt. What's your message to those people? <laughs> wash it. You don't lose your power, do you, Haldor? No, so it's, it's, it's not like... Yeah, you should wash it uh, on a regular basis. Doesn't have to be all the time, but on a regular basis. Uh, See people, we give you education as well on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, it, well, it, it is really, really warm outside. Well, I've heard that you just hang it outside. Uh, the sun is a natural bleacher and, and kills bacteria in the belts and the geese and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, during the time, I throw it out, out when it's like freakishly cold, leave it there. And Rob, Rob like rubs and, and, and scrapes his belt to try and make it look older than it is. Um, <laughs> what's, 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 your, uh, what's, what's your advice for that? Is that uh, something you should do or not? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just buy old looking belts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, do the scrubbing thing. It takes too long. Just I do not do. <laughs> he uses his belt to clean the cement mixer out. <laughs> I'll get you I some just, wet, wet and dry sandpaper, Rob. Don't worry, it works a treat. <laughs> I just went online and bought myself uh, two uh, new black belts. I'm going to make a choking log like uh, uh, the professor has uh, and David. Uh -huh. I think it's going to be cool. 
Or choking block. Choke block. Choke block. Practice at home. Does the does the log does it have to be a particular type of wood or? No, I don't think so. No. <laughs> Probably not bamboo, but. Neck. <laughs> 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 there you go. So how do I probably get in trouble for, for having done this? But you remember one of my trips to Iceland, I took the uh an Icelandic rock stone home. Yeah. I placed it in the wall. So whenever I'm on the barbecue now and cooking in the summertime, it's next to the Icelandic rock in the wall. Great memories. Yeah. <laughs> so you stole something from Iceland. <laughs> oh, am I gonna get arrested oh, by yeah. you next time? You just can't come back. <laughs> <laughs> Is that an excuse for another key lock? Uh, <laughs> like everybody does it. It's just grab shit and run away. With it. <laughs> just, if you're in China, don't do it. And I've heard Egypt, don't do it. <laughs> in some other countries, you just, just don't take stuff and try to get away with it. <laughs> well, I, I did clear it with the King of Iceland before uh, before I took it out. So it was, it was all right. Yeah. We do have a king, don't we? Johan. <laughs> Johan, yeah, that is true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dave Dave says he's in for the road trip. There you go. Oh, there. <laughs> he says, I'm in. Get it sponsored. <laughs> Down. I'll do it. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. And then Stuart said something that, what did Stuart say? Stuart said, did we get that old Pete? I think that was about you retiring. Ah. Uh, yeah, we did. No, I didn't. I'm trying to live my life before I retire. <laughs> I thought he meant, did we get the old Pete, as in the original Pete? <laughs> Nobody needs that. Uh, no one needs to see that. No one needs to see him again. <laughs> <laughs> this 2.0 version's a little better. A little bit more chill. A little bit more mellow, yeah. yeah. Oh dear. Right. We're going to call time. We're going to call time, I think. Right. So awesome. My <laughs> wife keeps opening the door and, and looking at me. She wants to go to bed as well, and I'm I'm hogging the bedroom. So. Alrighty, so we'll stop the live stream. So thank you, everybody. Thank you, Howard or Five Aces Jiu Jitsu. Take care, guys. And it's been awesome.